the lesson is read in chapter 4 of St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, starting at chapter 4, verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in, Jesus, just as in Christ God forgave you. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant office offering and a sacrifice to God. Here endeth the lesson. The Gospel is written in the Gospel of John, starting at chapter 6. Verse 35. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. At this the Jews began to grumble about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate the manna in the desert, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. A member of our congregation, a member of our church, recently was attending upon her father who was dying and uh, her father was not a believer, and rather in desperation towards the end of his life, he asked, how do I get to heaven? 
how do I get to heaven? It was the uh, question of a dying man, and it was also a very pertinent question for all of us. How do we? How do we get to heaven? And of course, most people would answer that question, most people, that is, without, who are not perhaps uh, biblically literate, once answer that question by assuming that if we are good, we will go to heaven. If we're good enough, that is most people's assumption in life. If there is a heaven, if we're good enough, God will be merciful and we will get into heaven. Uh, and as I looked at the passage from Ephesians this morning, it occurred to me that it's a good checklist to see if we are good enough to get into heaven. I wonder how we measure up if we put ourselves against this. Just let me go through it quickly. It's Ephesians 4 and verse 25. E.g. must put off falsehood and speak truthfully, so no lying. That includes exaggeration, I assume. Uh, I'm a fisherman, so I plead guilty. I don't think I've ever been fishing and not exaggerated. Uh, In your anger, do not sin. I wonder if you've lost your temper lately. Uh, Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do, Do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer. Well, perhaps we don't break into houses and steal things. Do we steal time? Perhaps expenses occasionally? I was thinking of um, the publicity going on at the moment about uh, drugs in sport. There's a big expose in the Sunday Times today, apparently, about uh, alleged doping offences during the London Marathon. Is that stealing an unfair advantage on people? Do we do that sometimes? He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Two challenges, the challenge to idleness, having just been on holiday. Actually, I refuse to be guilty, feel guilty about going on holiday, actually, so, nor should you. But idleness is a sin to which we can all fall. Lack of generosity, not being willing to share. Do not let unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Gossip, occasional lapse of language, perhaps. Get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate. Do we show uh, kindness, compassion, always? Do we lack it sometimes? Forgive one another. Are there those deep in our hearts that we have not forgiven. These are all things, of course, that we aspire to do better at various stages in our lives. But if salvation, if getting into heaven depended on us being 100% successful in these things, my guess is that not many of us are going to find our way to heaven. But that is what most people think that I may not be perfect, but I'm good enough for heaven. But if good enough is perfect, and heaven is a place of perfection, then 
we're not going to make it. And no one's going to make it. And it's a sobering thought, and not a thought that is at all popular in our society today. So I found the gospel reading when I turned to that uh, when I got back from Cornwall on Friday. I found it strangely encouraging. It began in rather a strange place. It began at John 6, verse 35. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and who believes in me will never be thirsty. But the key to it, really, has been a few verses earlier, where Jesus says, in verse 29, the work of God is this, to believe in the one that he has sent. The work of God is this, to believe in the one that he has sent. You might expect him to say, the work of God is this, be as good as you possibly can. Don't lie, don't get angry, don't steal, work hard, be generous. No unwholesome talk, be kind, compassionate, and forgiving. You might expect him to say that is the work of God. But Jesus says, no, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Does that mean that we can do whatever we like? It doesn't matter how good we are, because we can't be good enough for heaven. Of course, the answer to this is in the rest of the gospel reading, where Jesus talks about the necessity of relationship with him, deep, personal relationship, and he uses the graphic language of feeding on him as the bread of life, Eucharistic language, we would say, in the context of this service, that deep in the, the need of the human heart, if we are to get to heaven, is relationship with God which can only, can only be granted to us by grace because Jesus has come to us and brought goodness and hope to us. Verse uh, 42 uh, onwards it says this. Let me just remind you of what it says um, Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus said. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. There's the hope of heaven, you see. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Your fathers ate the manna in the desert, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. If anyone eats of this bread, he will go to heaven. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The lady who asked me the question about her father said, how do I answer my father when he says, how do I get to heaven? And I said to her, keep saying to him, ask Jesus to show you the way. Ask Jesus to show you the way. And as he died, this was, and she was with him, this was how she prayed for him. She prayed that even in his dying moments, he would cry out, 
to Jesus to show him the way to heaven. And of course, once we touch this truth, once we sense that Jesus is the way to heaven, our motivation for goodness is infinitely greater than it would be if being good would get us to heaven, because we now follow in the footsteps of the one who was entirely good, the one who never lied, whose anger was always just, who never stole, who worked hard for the salvation of his people, who was generous in his compassion and his love and his healing power, from whom no unwholesome talk came, who was full of kindness, compassion, and died on the cross so that we could all be forgiven. Our motivation for goodness is not so that we will earn God's reward, but in response to the goodness and grace of Jesus who has shown us the way to heaven. As you come to communion this morning, feed afresh on him. Thank God for the depth of your relationship with him. Thank God that he has by grace revealed to you the truth that will mean that you can face that final journey full of confidence, knowing he will see you home. Amen.